Radio. Introduction to the Sacrament of Holy Orders. An interview with Sister Moira de Bono for the Introduction to the Sacrament series. Sister Moira de Bono is a religious sister of Mercy of Alma, Michigan, with a doctorate in sacred theology. Sister Moira is currently a lecturer at the University of Notre Dame, Australia, specialising in the sacraments. So we're back for the next episode of the Introduction to the Sacraments with Sister Moira. Thank you for joining me, Sister. Oh, you're welcome. Today we're going to be talking about the Sacrament of Holy Orders. And usually when we think of that, sometimes we automatically think of the priesthood. Um, But of course, Holy Orders is a much larger sacrament than that. Um, And there's, I guess, three elements, could you say, uh, to it. But we'll start with the first one, uh, if you want to go straight into it. And we'll start with the diaconate. So... What's a deacon? What is a diaconate? Oh, can I just back up a little bit yeah, go about that? Because um, what I'd, I'd like to say is that we often do start with the diaconate because that's how we see that persons who are ordained to the diaconate then may be uh, ordained to the priesthood. And then even some are ordained to the episcopate, the episcopacy. Uh, however, when we consider... Uh, what Holy Orders is, we recognize it, is that it's a sharing in the power of the Holy Spirit that our Lord gave the Twelve Apostles. And the successors of the Twelve Apostles are the bishops. And so the bishops share that power, that share that their, um, their uh, service with others that are called by God to the priesthood or to the diaconate. So um, we recognize that this is the, one of the two sacraments, as matrimony is also, at the service of communion. That's what it's called in the catechism. So that as the bishop is the one to, to be at the heart of his diocese, you know, it says in Sacrosanctum Concilium, the document from the Second Vatican Council, that the most true image of the church is the bishop at the altar surrounded by his priests and deacons and his people. And so in his service to the people of God, the, the bishop ordains those individuals who can assist him in that service. And so in formation towards priesthood, one of the orders is the order of the diaconate. And within the order of the diaconate, there are those who are, who are ordained with the intention to be ordained priests, and then those who might be, what we say, permanent deacons, meaning that their call is really to that state of being of service. Diakonia is a Greek word for service. We see that story in the Acts of the Apostles when the, the Greek Christians and the, um, the Jewish Christians got into a disagreement. They, you know, one, the Greeks, the Greek-speaking Christians felt that their widows and orphans were not being treated as well as the Jewish-speaking, uh, excuse me, the Hebrew-speaking Christians. And so the apostles said, oh, we need someone to, we need others to help us out because we're meant to preach the word. And so they named seven men, the seven, we see that in the Acts. And the, their function, in one sense, in a very practical sense, was the function of charity. In other words, to help the widows and the orphans of both groups. The bigger picture 
underlying that reality is the building up of communion, that by their service they were building the communion of the people of God. Um, so the so deacons are, we say, at the service of the altar and at the service of charity. And so they're basically, they're under the bishop of a diocese or their religious superior if they're uh, religious, um, in, and and they're able to uh, be ministers of particular sacraments, ordinary ministers. The deacon is an ordinary minister of the baptism of children, of infants, and um, He's an ordinary minister of Holy Communion, the distribution of Holy Communion. Uh, and also in the Roman Rite, he can also be the official of the church that's at a wedding, um, especially if there's not a mass, that that the wedding takes place in the presence of a Catholic deacon. Uh, and he also, while it's not a sacrament, it's a liturgy of the church, when there's not a funeral mass, that the, um, the, the blessing... Um, of a cemetery, of a, of a, a gravesite, and the committal of the body can be done by a deacon as well. And but in there, and and they do, and they they do preach during mass. So of course, uh, as you mentioned, there there may be a bit of a, a confusion about that though. That as we're moving into the priesthood, it might almost seem like we're moving up a rung on the ladder. Just to clear that up before we move on to the priesthood, uh, you mentioned before that it's a sharing in the Holy Spirit that descended upon the apostles. Can you clarify that a bit more? Where do deacons, priests, and we'll get to bishop fit in here? If it's not rungs on a ladder, what is it exactly? Well, the role of the bishop is to govern his people, to sanctify them by making the sacraments available, and to teach them, all right? And, and he can't, in our, you know, in the beginning, bishops led all the churches. There were no such thing as parishes in the earliest of the church. But then as the church grew, and we recognized that in the, sac- in, excuse me, the letter to Saint James, of St. James, for example, it speaks about him, he speaks about the presbyters. And we, under- that, we see that word as being equivalent to uh, the priests, uh, you know, today we call the house the priests live in the presbytery, or the presbyterate is the college of priests. And so they assist the bishop, and then so he shares he shares that mission that the apostles were actually given on Holy Thursday with his priests, and the and also the deacons in another realm. All right, um, whereas the the priests are those ordained ministers who receive, they all receive a character in holy orders, but the priest is the one who is able to celebrate Mass, right? We know Jesus as the high priest and that they are in, we use the Latin term in, term in persona Christi. In the person of Christ, the priest is there in many of the sacraments to um, be his instrument, to be that mediator between God and his people. So, of course, this is a good way to move into the priesthood. Uh, do you mind telling me about, about that? Well, maybe we can look at that because it, there's so many things we could say just briefly by considering the liturgy of ordination for the priesthood. Um, the, the sacrament of holy orders is always conferred within a mass 
And the ceremony primarily begins around the time of the homily. After the gospel, the man is called forward. And um, there's um, the rector of the seminary or someone who's been responsible for his formation will, in a ritual way, you know, approach the bishop in the, in the mass um, asking for this man to be ordained. And the bishop... Um, has an exchange with this person. All right. So we recognize, we recognize that this is not, that this is very much the man has a vocation called by God and is, and um, this has been affirmed by the community and by those who have helped form him to prepare him for this ministry. Um, then uh, within the homily itself, the bishop will often speak about who the priest is, this man is meant to be as a priest. Um, in terms of being that representative of Christ, that um, he is one who will pray for his people, most especially uh, the one who ministers the sacraments, one who's there to, to, to care for, to be the father for whatever group of, of parishioners that he's called to serve. Uh, there's, a, there's a questioning of the candidate. Will he be faithful to prayer? Will he be faithful... Um, to the teachings of the church will be obedient to the bishop. Now, some of these, some of these promises have already been made at the time of the diaconate, and then they're affirmed once again at the time of holy orders, and and uh, then we have the the prayer of the litany of the saints, where the man lies prostrate before the altar, and the people of God, the rest of us in the assembly, you know, invoke. The communion of saints to pray for this individual is very much that sense of the ecclesial nature of the mission of this man to a particular people but within the body of christ um, the the most important part of holy orders is when the bishop um, imposes his hands lays his hands on the head of the man very quietly it's in silence all right there are no prayers said at this time and there's an invoking of the Holy Spirit um, by the bishop on this candidate. And those of us in the assembly, you know, again, we're praying for the, this descent of the Holy Spirit on this man in, in a particular way. Um, and after that, there is a prayer of consecration. The prayer of consecration, which identifies this man in his role as priest and it's very much linked with the whole plan of God and those images of priesthood in the Old Testament, obviously as he is in the image of Christ and how he is to be an associate with the bishop. Um, and that's, that's, the, that's the very heart of the celebration. Um, there's also a prayer by, by the other priests who are attending the ordination um, where they also lay hands on the individual, invoking the Holy Spirit. Um, some of the other elements of, of, of the priestly ordination is that they are given the chasuble, the vestment that a priest will wear at Mass. They're giving a priestly stole. They had been wearing a diaconal stole, but now the priestly stole is given to them. Um, again, indicating their uh, role as sacramental ministers. And um, they're, they're handed, usually by via 
members of the assembly, whether it be some of their um, family members or others who have been important in their life up to this point as well already, the uh, chalice and the passion prepared for um, the liturgy of the Eucharist. Um, those are just some of the elements that that help, as we look at them, help us see what is the role of the priest within within the community of God. Now, of course, finally, we will look at uh, the episcopate, the the bishops. Uh, now, how does this differ exactly, aside from simply what from the outset would look like just a more senior priest or an authoritative mm-hmm. priest? Um, how does being a bishop, and specifically within the context of holy orders, differ from the diaconate and the priesthood? Um, well, I, I think what we could say, first of all, is that whereas the diaconate and priesthood is something that is a more local reality, in other words, it's the bishop who is ordaining these men and, is, and, and we have the seminary involved and those who are involved in his formation, that a priest who is named to the episcopacy actually receives a letter from the Pope. That when one is called to the episcopacy, that they're going to be given a particular, usually geographic location, that they are responsible for, as I said before, these three realities of sanctifying through the sacraments, through preaching, and through governing. Now, obviously, we're not talking about civil government here, but how our institution of the church is fostered and supported, and he is father to that reality. And um, um, and so there is this uh, bond with the Holy Father, not only with the Holy Father, but with the College of Bishops around the world. Uh, So much so that within the ceremony, that is symbolized by the laying on of hands, not simply by another bishop, but by three bishops. You only need one bishop for the ordination, but the three bishops help sign the fact that there's a collegiality that's expected among um, the um, episcopacy. That's also, that's also played out later on where um, we have in the Vatican II documents, especially it speaks about the every bishop being responsible for his own diocese, but also for every other diocese. So that we often sign by a diocese sending uh, a priest to be a missionary to another country, a mission country, for, um, and, and there'd be more or less a permanent mission there that is sponsored by another diocese. Um, this, the uh, ceremony, uh, whereas I forgot to mention that the priest, is, is his hands are anointed with chrism in, the, in ordination to the priesthood. It's the hands are, again, that, that he is being set apart very much as being the person of Christ sacramentally that in the episcopacy, the head of the bishop is anointed, right? And we have those images from the Old Testament where Aaron, who was the high priest, was anointed by Moses. And all that, so that symbolism is carried through. He receives a ring. He receives a ring, um, which is a sign of his authority, just as in, you know, times gone by, 
when documents were written and they would be they would be sealed by the signet ring of the person in charge that the bishop too had a ring so that and that signed his authority and again that has biblical connotations we have those stories in the in the uh, bible as well um the ring is also a spousal reality where um uh the the words that have been offered in regard to the ring um, um, recognize that this person is giving his life for this local church. And uh, he's given a crozier, right, the shepherd's hook, which is a sign of the leadership, you know, the shepherd. What does the shepherd do? He's to, to, to lead, to guide, to protect his people. And so we have all those images and all those symbols that are given in a liturgy, and then we see them throughout the life of the bishop in various circumstances when he when he uses them or is wearing them. Okay, I think that's a pretty good uh, summary of holy orders. We looked at the diaconate, the priesthood, and bishops, the episcopate. Uh, and so next week we'll be looking at our final sacrament, which will be the anointing of the sick. So thank you very much, Sister Mike. Uh, you're welcome. That was Sister Moira de Bono speaking on the Sacrament of Holy Orders. For more from the Introduction to the Sacrament series, visit cradio.org.au.